Hello and welcome to the POI podcast. Today we are discussing the idea of increasing taxation on the rich to help those affected by the ongoing global pandemic. In a recent POI Liberal article on this topic, Daniel Jones argued that there is in fact a magic money tree which comes in the form of Britain's billionaires and believes that the large amounts of capital these people possess is unfair. He argues that the solution to solving Britain's economic crisis will come through the increasing of taxation on these very affluent people. This is because, according to Daniel, billionaires are a symptom of a failing system rather than a successful one. Daniel Jones joins us today alongside Oliver Pike for the Conservatives and Brian Brin for Labour. My first question goes to you, Daniel. Why do you believe increased taxes on the rich will help solve this current economic dire straits the UK finds itself in? Well, I think it's pretty um, self-explanatory that uh, there is a great need to generate new funding revenues because... Um, consumption is down and people's incomes are down so you need to try and tap into some un, um, some some new forms of revenue and if you look at the amount of wealth that the richest in this country has uh, accrued and continues to uh, receive during wages and in their pay packages that money does not really go towards the treasury and these people earn the money through um using public services and benefiting from the public services that invest in their workers, but they don't pay their workers. So that's why I think it's a, there's two sides to this issue is we both need to tax the rich, but we also need to pay lower incomes, higher wages as well. And you can't really just raise uh, the minimum wage because the whole pay system just ratchets it up. Then you need to try and limit this gap between the richest and the poorest, and you need to introduce what, I, what is called a pay ratio cap, so that CEOs and the highest earners can't earn over a certain amount compared to what the median and the lowest income from their company is. Okay, on that theme then, Oliver, how can such wealth inequality be justified in Britain, such an affluent nation, when there are people who do in fact live in poverty, such as sleeping on the streets? Well, in terms of um, poverty, and that's tackled by using taxpayers' money, and uh, the rich already pay far too much tax. The top 1% pay 27%. And uh, the furlough scheme, the £50 billion furlough scheme, I think um, demonstrates that the premise of the article that was put forward, the idea is all but in place. I mean, that's a lot of money going to people who certainly wouldn't be considered rich. Um, I'd also say in terms of recovering from the coronavirus, um, you know, lowering corporation tax, lowering red tape, cutting taxes, it makes us a more attractive place to do business. And uh, when these companies do come here and locate here, they may not pay corporation tax, uh, but they do pay a lot of other taxes when they get here. Do you not think people are too rich, though? Um, no, I don't think wealth. When there's people who are in in working poverty, yeah, I don't think wealth is something to be discouraged. And I think um, when you tax alcohol or cigarettes, you're wanting to discourage the use of that. So when you tax wealth, you're almost discouraging wealth. And in many ways, people do get around that. They do inheritance. Um, they avoid inheritance tax. They avoid tax. They do do all manner of things to get around the tax. So it's very hard to actually tax the rich. So do you think we just shouldn't try? Um, well, I mean, we shouldn't try. Uh, I mean, in terms of um, corporate tax avoidance, um, the OECD is trying to tackle that, and they found it very difficult because you'd need every single country to get on board at the same time. And a lot of countries benefit from tax avoidance, so um, including the UK. So when we lower our corporate tax rate, it's not sort of um, we don't have our hands tied behind our backs. We're wanting to attract big businesses to, to create jobs and new taxpayers. But this is about income tax. This is about the tax that people are like individuals 
like the wealthiest individuals and companies are paying. Yeah, well, the wealthiest individuals in the country, I think um, Dyson was used in the article, are always used to justify taxes on people earning 200, 300,000 pounds. That's something to be aspired to, not something to be punished through high taxation. And uh, as I mentioned, they already pay 27% of taxes, and that doesn't even touch um, council tax, uh, road tax, TV licenses, all those other sort of things. Yeah, I found it very interesting in, the, in your response, you pointed out VAT, which is something I agree is too high but do you not think it is unnecessary like these wages that they are earning it's they are ridiculously high when their workers are uh drifting into poverty the amount of workplace poverty is increased like i think it is now over 50 percent of those in poverty have a job uh, well, so is that not something that we should try and be tackling by redistributing wealth within companies through through their pay structures. Oh, well, there, there's been suggestions of um, employees becoming shareholders. I think that's the better way of doing it, rather than uh, punishing other people and taking money. I mean, there was um, a report by Harvard Business um, School, and they suggested that CEOs should actually get paid this much because they do far more in terms of risk management. They're moving, you know, their decisions can create two billion or lose two billion uh, in one day. So it's. Uh, you know, completely a, a complete different world. So saying that um, wages aren't, um, you know, in balance, I don't think that's really a point there. Mm, but you know, like the this the pace ratio of like CEOs to the average employee in their company. This is a very modern phenomenon. Like in even in like the nineteen seventies, I believe since nineteen seventies, it's in the it's increased by four hundred four hundred percent the average salary of a CEO. So it's not yeah. like before yes. there hasn't been um reasonable pay for for you know obviously very talented individuals but it's just i think it's just excessive at this point given how many people are suffering i think exactly and that runs into a separate issue worse than the problem i mean the high pay ratio policy would would result in outsourcing uh, automation um you know they would cut maybe benefits for workers to try and save a bit of money when they have to pay more to their workers there's there's always ways around that but they don't. They, they this money won't come from nowhere. It'll just come from their pay packets. They won't have to do. They shouldn't have to do any more cuts. That is the the point. Is that there is enough money in these firms to pay people higher wages, but because the decision making process is so closed off that they don't get that, and the weakening of the unions as well has greatly impacted this. Uh, people's collect bargaining power. It has been severely diminished in these companies to earn better wages. And if you look at the fall of Carillion and uh, British Home Stores, they those boards were horrifically managed and borderline corrupt because all of their employee pensions were absolutely slashed. Whereas that board, they could walk away knowing that they were they were safe. They were going to get their money. They were going to be fine. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, there is problems. I mean, I'm not entirely against unions, but I think it is interesting to note that unions have been taxpayer subsidized. So, I mean, even that, um, the taxpayer is forced to pay for it. So in terms of taxation, I don't think that's the answer. And in terms of rebalancing wealth within companies, um, the, the worlds are completely different. If you're an employee, maybe you're a middle manager, um, how you can set pay for everyone, it's, it's quite difficult. But it's, it's not impossible. There was a report by... Um... I've forgotten his name, but he was uh, brought in to consult on the public sector pay scale. And he recommended that the ratio should be one to 20 across the public sector. Yeah. So that means that the lowest, if you're paying someone a minimum wage, 
uh, full-time minimum wage, the highest in salary can be about £250,000 a year. And people, they polled on it and they found that 60% of people want it to be one in one to 10. So how can these kind of massive pay scales be justified when the public... And well, again, it's the, the public is not really the, the prime interest when it comes to the company. It's the shareholders. If the shareholders aren't happy, they can get rid of the board of directors. And that's how companies are governed. So there is an issue... Yes, but you don't see how that's a bit circular. shouldn't be coming in saying, this is how you should run your company. It should be up to the state, uh, or sorry, the company within the... But do you not... ...to operate however they see fit. Do you not see that as a bit circular, though? If the board is just trying to extract all the money and all the wealth out of the company that is possible to pay themselves rather than pay their workers, pay their workers a wage that they can live on. Because this is, this is what is wrong at the moment with the economy, is that we are concentrating wealth in the wrong direction. Because you see it in the, the really low inflation and the really low consumer confidence. is because lower incomes and middle incomes don't feel like their wealth is growing as states compared to the highest. I think that the biggest issue here with um, the cost of living is actually the tax man taking money, not just from the rich, but from the poor as well. As VAT, we alluded to the TV license, road tax, council tax, inheritance tax, stamp duty and alcohol tax. Two thirds of the price of a beer goes to the government. Um, in, in Scotland, the SNP are trying to introduce a car parking tax, which will even affect NHS workers, it's been suggested. So. I mean, everything from bedrooms, when you die, there's a slew of taxes. Um, all of this is hitting people's pockets. And the, hard, the, the poorer it, uh, you are, the harder it's going to hit your pockets. So I think that's the real issue here, is that everyone is being sucked dry by the tax man. Um, and rich people can hit, take, the, take the hit, really. Yeah, so do you not think they could, should take a bigger hit? If, if you're saying that everyone is struggling to pay taxes, why is it fair then that the, the wealthy can get away with not? Being but again, wealthy, like, it. it's this vague term. It could mean people that earn 300,000. So is that those the highest earners? Billion, you know, I mean, who are the wealthy that we're going to be taxing at this rate? Well, those earning incomes over 250,000. Well, that's not a ridiculous amount of money. That's something to aspire to, right? No, that is a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> Considering the median salary is something like 25k. In the UK at the but moment. If you, if you go and work in the city, that is a salary um, after 30 years working in the city that you'd expect to earn. Yes, but if you're a, someone trying to feed a family the of four... in the city are trying to feed families of four, even more. Yes, but you don't need 22 and a half, like a quarter of a million yeah, pounds to do a, that. It's, it's, what's wrong with somebody buying a second home or going on holiday or buying a couple of vintage cars? What's wrong because you that? increase... If you're buying the second... We can get into the second home stuff because housing cost is the largest has seen the greatest increase in low income costs because the demand for housing is so high because the wealthy are able to capitalize the market so heavily and then buy homes to then let at higher prices which forces lower incomes into worse and worse accommodation further and further out of urban areas do you not see how this there is a dual economy forming between those who have and I know, those I who see have that not. forming and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in favour of uh, some things that are going on in, in capitalism. I think they're you know, bailing out the banks, for example, bailing out these big companies that, that commit um, horrendous acts of fraud and they don't get, get punished. I, I'm not for that. But um, in terms of the wealth gap, the wealth gap's actually um, grown, but the, the number of people in poverty has gone down. But that depends what sort of measure of poverty is, because if you look at the amount of uh, food bank usage that shot up. I'm sure it did. Yeah. But that, but that was because of coronavirus and the schools being shut and things like that. 
No, this is this was in this was pre-coronavirus. This has been the past three years, four years of the trend. It's been rising, and it, part of it's been rising by the failed implication of universal credit. But do you, do you not think getting rid of all those taxes that affect poor people? Let's get rid of that twenty percent VAT. VAT was originally designed to get rid of income tax, and then the government felt uh, thought, oh well, we've got two two streams of income, so let's get rid of VAT. That that cuts twenty percent of people's food budget. Yes, but where, how is the government going to pay well, for anything? Well, um, the government needs to I'm tax asked, things, get the income. Waste money all over the place. Nuclear weapons—that's two hundred and five billion. HS two is eighty-eight billion. Foreign aid was was fourteen billion. They cut that, but then I think Rishi Sunak has an evil twin because he increased defence funding by sixteen point five billion. Um, there's NHS video game addiction clinics. They spent four hundred thousand pounds on unconscious bias training for ministers, and the list goes on and on. So I don't think we have to spend all this money. Would you um if would you so if you want to cut VAT, but would you finance that by an increase on tax on the high earners? Because obviously that is a substantial like cut in the uh, revenue for the government. Well, sure. I mean, you could just re- you could reduce. I would VAT be very happy with that. License. There's various uh, ways you could lower the tax burden on the on the poor and the middle class. Yeah, and they have introduced that's what the tax-free allowance yeah. but vat for. and tv license and road tax that still affects people who who aren't paying income tax mm, I, I'm, I'm quite surprised because mm. the standard are like i thought the standard conservative argument would be to have vat relatively high because it's economically is a you know it's, it's a um it's a more efficient tax, I believe, it results in that tax But it's incredibly, mm. it's incredibly regressive. It really, it hits mm, hardest the lower income. Yeah, that's true. But also, I mean, council tax is another regressive so it's one. It's not... based on quite out-of-date valuations. And so people are living in homes that really shouldn't be taxed at such a high rate, you know, pensioners and things like that. And, uh, yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. Council tax needs to be reformed. Charging people to do business. You want people to do business. You want people to employ people. Yes, but the government also. Yeah, I know, I'm things. aware of that. Yeah, there there are ways of doing that. So you can't. Yeah, but the the cost of the British state is so high because we operate in a in a welfare system in the sense that we we want to make sure that those who are worse off are protected, and people in who, people who earn a lot of money. I feel sometimes can be a bit complacent that they will never need to use those safety nets. Yeah, well, I mean, with with the cuts that Cameron and Osborne made, I thought they were were terrible on two reasons. They were politically bad because it made the Conservatives look evil. And secondly, they were completely unnecessary. I mean, you're cutting disability benefits. Meanwhile, there's 71 million a year going to China in foreign aid. Um, That doesn't fit in my brain, really. Hmm. But do you not think it's the same when a and the CEO from a FTSE 100 company earns on average 3.4 million a year. Is that not the same? The money is but going the, the to the The money wasn't place. given to the CEO by the government. It was, it was earned. No, but the government is the one who sets the terms on how well, the, the, the company can operate. Sort of law, yeah, but I, I mean, the, my idea is that they wouldn't really get involved other than saying you can't do anything illegal and you have to treat your workers to a, a, a certain standard. Which I guess is kind of what they tried to do with the introduction of the living wage, but they'd failed to account for the the role of universe, their rollout of universal credit was going to have on to that. So it's 
you need to do more than just try and bolster the bottom. You need to rein in the top end and as the, well. And these sort of trillionaires and billionaires, they're, they're a very small number of people. And if you drained their entire wealth, it would pay for the NHS for about two years. You know, it, it's such a little amount of money, you know. But it's it's more than that because it's about capturing and investing that well. Because mm, we are going to have to find ways to pay off the deficit. I mean, Rishi Sunak is looking at attacks on those that worked at home. But I do think the best thing, I agree with that, that the best way to target is high income and wealth because it will have less distortionary effects so we can recover quicker post-pandemic mm. and cut the deficit. Yeah, I, I would say you can, the, the, the two things you need to recover are um, you need to make it a competitive place and by not not increasing taxes, you do that. And by reallocating funding from all the wasted government spending, you can provide for all the things that you were talking about there. But I still, I, I agree with all that, but the, the gap will just keep getting bigger if you don't try and constrain it. Because the more you bolster the bottom, it just means that there's more wealth flowing around. Well, well trickle-down economics, that's, that's kind of been um, bunk, debunked. But, I mean, there is still some relevance to it. These billionaires, they don't like paying tax. So what mm. they do is they put it all into assets, they invest no. all, and that, that stimulates an economy. So you want these sort of people living here. But the, but the, the data doesn't really show that because business investment has been falling for the past decade. What So the example I gave of trying to reform the corporation tax to make it so that it includes the pay ratio was to try and encourage billionaires and business owners to invest that money within their business to make avenues for progression for their workers to increase the wages increase the productivity of their companies so that the boards were not just trying to extract all the money out of the the business to pay themselves could probably do on the wages that they're currently on if they if they didn't face all these t- taxes and charges. So for the consumption taxes, you're right, but the the income taxes are. I mean, I would try and I would raise the I'm personal allowance, yep. but there are the current tax regime kind of is worse for those who are earning between sixty and a hundred thousand. Because you don't, you, the way that the, the wage um, distributions are is that those, that's kind of like the, the, the bulk of wages and they are the ones who don't really gain much from earning a little bit more. And see, that's where the, you either have to earn a lot more to make it worth it or you start entering a higher tax bracket, um, which di- that's the discouraging um, progression I mean, you were talking about earlier. Just sit there, um doing nothing they are actually very hard working jeff bezos for example used to go door to door bill gates i think started in a, in a garage or it was apple i think yes but they don't do that anymore i mean Brewdog's a company up in scotland that's one of the big beer brands now that started in someone's garage you know these people work hard mm. yes and Brewdog have announced that they're going to have a pay ratio of, i think one well, they'll do very so... well they'll get the free market will uh, ensure that a lot of people go and work for them and there's a lot of companies that offer quite fantastic things to their workers um they're not all jd sports they don't all force the workers to urinate into into plastic bottles but it's it's most corporate it's a, i think all of the FTSE 100 had a pay ratio of over 100 so that's still, like and it's all the supermarkets like tesco you saw morrison's announced they're going to do a 10 pound lowest wage 
but they've not said anything about if they're going to reduce the wages of their like directors and things. It's it takes more than just lowering the bottom to like change the distribution. Um. Yeah. I mean. Um... I, I just gen, I just think there's a, there's a lot of money going around in government spending that could be used and you don't have to do anything to tax at all and you can keep the, the attractive economy that we've, that we've got. I wouldn't say we have the most attractive economy at the moment, though. If you were, uh, from a consumer point of view, if you were going to open a consumer-led We get a lot of investment here. from other sectors, though. Yes, but the... Con- the consumer-based sector is what generates the largest wealth multiplier. Not just income multiplier. It's the one that helps money yeah. flow around the economy more. But I mean, surely. So I Which mean, is, the, the latter curve is the sort of the academic thing that sort of quantifies this. But when you lower taxes, you actually increase tax revenue to a certain extent because it encourages more taxpayers and more economic activity which in turn generates tax um but yes but not always and also the laffer curve takes no account for um distribution and distribution of um, income no, and wealth but in terms of, um, which is a very important because if you lower tax if you lower tax rate on a low income like a country where there is very low incomes you're not going to spur on economic activity because people are still not if we get being able to afford their basic by, needs. Um, balancing government spending, then we can. It will become more attractive. But the, there is not as much of a need to balance budget. You used to have a manageable amount of debt. The entire global financial system is the bedrock of it is buying sovereign bonds. If you balance the books, the financial system wouldn't really mm. operate as well as it has been. I think there's also a point in terms of, um, I mean, I, I, I mentioned freedom earlier. I think companies should be left to the, to the greatest extent to be free in terms of running their board of directors and, and their, their pay as long as it's within the law. Um, yeah. But I think, that's, I think that's fair as long as everyone in that company has some representation and some transparency I mean, about what is happening. There was a suggestion made, I think, about employee... Uh, representation on boards of directors i don't i don't think that's a bad idea i think that's a fantastic yeah. idea i think it would help uh, help people govern their companies but i don't think it should be forced by legislation they've tried this with uh, diversity quotas and boards of directors and i've always thought well how do you even um work that you know what if somebody doesn't apply how do you fill your quotas and uh, it gets to the point where you think well should the state just run all the companies then well no we're not talking about seizing the means of production we're just talking about making sure that there is representation of the interests of but when various the pay groups the is uh, regulated, when who's on the board of directors is regulated, when what decisions they can make are regulated, um, it's anything but seizing the means through the government, not not from the people. Well, the no, it's not. <laughs> it's not seizing the, the government means. would be seizing the means if anything. Uh, not at all. That is that is not what would happen at all, because the companies would still be privately owned. The government already is set into a great extent about what businesses can do. We haven't called for the seizing of production already. You're going to go to France or, or the UK or whatever, and the UK is saying, well, here's all the regulations you've got to follow. You'll just go, well, I'm not going to bother there. And you think that the EU is 
uh, a much easier, a much easier ride. A lot of a lot of um, Northern European countries have these kind of regulations. Oh, no, the, the in EU place. is very anti-business, um, at least small business. They're very pro-big business. They lobby in there. But uh, the UK at the moment is quite attractive. But if we start implementing all these regulations and restrictions, that's when problems start happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's. I think the, the bigger problem down the road will be once more and more people have started drifting into poverty and the the mechanisms aren't in place to capture that wealth through income taxes. But a lot of wealth is captured already. 27% of income tax is paid by the top 1%. Yes, but not but enough. When, when, is, when is enough? How much? Yes, you keep touting that statistics, but you look at how much wage, the wage, like how much income that that represents it is you still far too high get quite angry when they see money spent on illegal wars or um you know useless government projects yes but that's a separate issue that's 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 a separate issue from the fact that people are earning ridiculous amounts and not paying their workers this, enough this is kind of like the private schools get their basic why needs. would you why is there an obsession with bringing the top down rather than bringing the bottom up let's let's bring the poor up absolutely get the taxmen off their back because, However, don't bring the yes. down and de-incentivize wealth and make it an unattractive economy. Because you shouldn't need, you don't need that much wealth to live. And there are people I around think, I, I this country who do not have enough wealth to make it through the week. Yes, everyone could. But people are struggling on a 15k a year to try and feed a family. And they're being paid by companies. They work for companies whose CEO is But then the question becomes how much over three million is too a much? Year. And why should the state decide how many cars is too much for somebody to buy? That's entirely up to the individual. That's their property and their money. It is their property and their money, but that you should hope that people care about they live in a system where everyone has what they need. That is what this, this is what we were promised when we were given the welfare state, is that everyone would have a standard of living which, which is acceptable. And we all agree that we will pay enough that if we were in that position, we too could have that safety No, absolutely. Net. But then when it, when it comes to tax, there's a lot of people earning under 25 grand that, that don't pay income tax and yet use a lot of the services. Um, so the rich are already paying their, the, the, the majority of the share. Um, you do pay income tax. You pay income tax above twelve thousand. Oh right, yeah. No, it's above twelve thousand. You start paying income tax, and you start paying national insurance contributions yeah. when you earn over, I think, one hundred and forty pound a week. Mm. So the lower income do pay far too much tax. If you want to reform, though, right. because of how it's tied to the state pension, I believe you have to have worked for forty years. So a if you do like increase the threshold, so you only pay national insurance over, say, like two hundred and fifty pound a week or, or something, then that would mean a lot of people aren't eligible for state pension anywhere anymore. Yes, but you don't. You national insurance is a more tricky issue. You're right, but other countries. Yeah, no, the system is work. ridiculous. The problem is, is that reforming it like politically is just so difficult. Because effectively, national insurance and income tax, there's no reason for them to be separate when they're effectively the same. Both of them are yes. income tax. But yeah, it's bringing them together. Yes. And politically, it just won't happen because there's no political capital to be won by doing it, really. 
No, exactly. And it's kind of mixed messaging with the government introducing uh, opt-out uh, pensions, but you, like private pensions, and you still have to, an employer-based pensions, and you still have to pay mm. national insurance. Well, that's just another charge, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of charges that, that everyone has to pay. So I, I, I'd get rid of as many as possible. Well, but that still won't help with the redistribution issue. have more money. But why is the yes? But it won't stop the rich problem. having as much. It would also have... sorry. It would also make the rich because have a lot more enough... money, though. Is yeah. that a bad thing? Well, yes, because well, people they can't afford to live. <laughs> if their energy bills were reduced by sensible energy policies, if their TV license was scrapped, if they didn't have to pay road tax as much, if if their council tax was um, progressive rather than regressive, which it is currently. Yes, but where is the money going to come the from? Do everything the government needs I don't think we need two hundred five billion for Trident, for example, or eighty eight billion for HS two. Like, well, you've got me there because I've written an article about how we don't need Trident. I agree that there's many, many ways in which the government could save money. But a more important role that the government needs to play is rebalancing the economy to ensure that there is a, a basic standard of living achievable uh, using uh, by working. Because that is what the conservative mantra has been for so long, is that if you work hard, you can make a living. But that is evidently but again, not the case. the only difference between... The only reason that you, that you support taxing the rich over rolling back taxes and charges on the poor is because the rich deserve to have some of their money taken away for some sort of reason. But I still don't know why. Because there's no blame. They didn't, they, they didn't steal the money from the poor. No, but they stand either. Well, debatable. They stand idly by as well, they pay they their workers very, very They're making money off someone else's labor, aren't they, really? Yeah, but it's, but it's but equally equally exactly. the employee is making, and money they are undervaluing. They're undervaluing that life. Company and that person is now bearing all the risks. So they're sitting there going, "If the company goes bust, they lose their but job. The if there was, bust, yes, they, they aren't earning enough money. If there was no boss, though, the workers, you know, could run it themselves and take take the money. So how has that ever worked? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't think we should get into this now. Around where I am, they're a cooperative, and I mean. Obviously, the COVID are not doing so well, but I don't know how well they were doing before. It's interesting, something to look into. Mm. But that is why I was saying it's it's not going full blown season the means of production. Like I I can sympathise with the socialist ways, but that's not the system we have. The system we have, we can very easily implement these sort of reforms to try and rebalance income amongst the different but there's centers. always ways of uh, i mean people avoid tax they will avoid these new measures just as they avoid tax yes and the government can equally well, this is the sort of cat and mouse step thing. up ways of trying to prevent that yeah. you, you mentioned how hmrc you mentioned how hmrc are going after tax avoiders and tax evaders but there is a great amount of yeah, tax yeah. avoidance and evasion that's that because the it benefits government facilitates it wants people to tax avoid yes I don't at the expense of lower incomes, because every every pound in tax, every pound of tax that an, a high income person avoids has to but come that, out of the pocket of a working the, parent the who's trying to feed their being children. That this money is not theirs, but the states, and that the government, in not taxing you, has given you money. No, no, no. It's 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 the it's your payment to the social like your 
duty towards society. Um, yeah, you have a duty, but it's not your duty to hand over all your property to society. And it is... Tax avoidance is legal. No, and that's that's not what they're asking them to do. They're asking to pay their fair share. Maybe I don't think that my share is fair when I get my tax bill. A fair share is the share that makes ensures that everyone has a burden which does not push them. So, but if if you take measures to legitimately lower your your tax liabilities, is that immoral? Is that illegal? What what is that? It's, it is a great area. If you offshore you your wealth spend, somewhere else, that's not great. If you, if you take advantage of... To, to lower your tax liability, if you do what? Your spouse. If they're working and you feel like that's good for your business, then yes, fine. But if you're only doing it to lower your tax burden, then probably not, because you're taking up... That's, that's someone who could actually perform that job and use that money... That's like taking the yeah, opportunity for doing that. Is legitimate. I mean, it's you protecting your property right. It's legitimate. But no, it's not legitimate. It's allowed. It's allowed. Right it is a loophole that lets you get out of your duty. Uh, legally, you can take it to appeals. You can uh, legitimately manage your money in in, the, in a way that you generally do not owe that tax. Uh, Trump did this, for example. Trump was accused of not paying tax, but it's because. Yes, but what what pays yeah. for that? What pays for the reinforcement of those rights? It is the state. So you have a vested interest in ensuring the state functions we well. For, for so you have to pay for that. The state doesn't that is your tax for going towards. And I wonder why. It's because the boards and the powerful people extract the wealth well, they've got and try and create these systems that we, makes us seem that we can all get year. on. I, mean, I, I could do better with that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you probably could. But that doesn't change the fact that I still firmly believe there needs to be some redistribution from the higher incomes because you just end up in this kind of dual economy. No, I mean, I guess so, yeah. But I mean, it is it, fundamentally it is someone else's property. The money you have is your property. And even though the state is legally allowed to take that money, it is still uh, the definition of theft. I mean, it is by force, it is by coercion, and they do. Um, hunt you down with with quite with, with glee you know and one issue is that the tax code i mean we're talking this sort of cat and the mouse game where companies yes, but... will just sort of get around any regulation that's because the tax code is so big it's longer than the bible so there's just places there's places to hide all over the place no tax professional knows the entire tax code I exactly that's why i say the government facilitates all this right stuff. back down to basics work out how we can pay for things the best uh and, and lower government spending and also get the tax men up the court. Yes, you're right. I agree. I feel like everyone who's got a little bit too much should pay. Yeah, but I'm not sure even that everyone who hasn't got enough the rich can get enough. A little bit off the top to pay for everyone else. But when it becomes uh, the top 1% already paying 27% of taxes on top of all the taxes that everyone pays, and then we say, let's tax them even further and introduce new taxes, um, that's when things go a bit too far, I think. Because taxation is taking from someone against their will and that needs to be kept but, on a leash. The state can't just go in and, and take everything. They won't be taking everything. This is the point, is that even if they took 60%, 70% of the wealthiest well, wealthiest income, they would still be earning far well, more would, would than the lowest. Why would not just get a demotion then? And why would he do more work if, if the government... He's essentially working for the government at that point. 
Well, he's working to earn money, which is shoring up. But he's the, not <laughs> uh, the the country. He's working to earn money to ensure that there is a system in place that should his company fail, should the worst happen, and he picks up a disability, he will be able to yeah. survive. But you can give him what the state, state can provide for him. Uh, incredibly high taxes. With the taxes that is what currently paying tax for a pretty good welfare state. If we cut away all the rubbish that we spend on. Yes, but that's that takes time, and these things have these things accrue. So, the unfair tax regime has been happening for the past hundred years or so. So the 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 wealth has just been flowing upwards. So we need to try and revert the flow a bit to try and get it to be a bit. I more mean, there's also other externalities equal. that impact wages. Immigration is one. Um, it's essentially turned the maximum wage in, or the minimum wage into the maximum wage. Uh, but that's no because that's incorrect and that's a misguided representation because if you look at even if they increase there is some silly statistic about um tesco or something that if they increased every low income earner by three pound an hour the ceo will still be earning sure, one of the like still have one of the highest like CEO pay. One, if you just increase pay the, artificially the, inflation that doesn't take into account inflation uh, so will that actually impact people's quality of life? I'm not so sure. But no, because you can you can factor in inflation into these sort of things. That's a moot point, really. And if anything, the years of stagnation, like stagnant inflation, has been a symptom of the fact mm. that the wealth has not been reaching the consumers. Point to make is about Scotland. That's where I'm from. So Scotland uh, is a perfect example of what happens when you increase tax and regulation and. Uh, you know, they've gone crazy with it. Everything from pies to Coca-Cola is taxed up here. So, and car parking, as I mentioned earlier. So everyone's leaving Scotland in terms of business and investment. People are, people are leaving. They don't um, want to. Businesses are shutting by the day because of incredibly high business rates. In Aberdeen, there are more for sale signs and for let signs than open businesses. Um, so they're, they're destroying the economy up here with all these high taxes. There was even British soldiers who were stationed up here who the government had to intervene in. Do you not think maybe... Because they were earning less because of the taxes, because they were unlucky to be stationed in Scotland. Do you, hmm. but do you not think it's maybe because well, maybe people because don't have the money to spend at these businesses? VAT and all the product. But maybe because they aren't being paid enough, their wages are too low, they'd, they'd rather feed their families no, than and spend money like in shops. Wages go up with economic um, progression. No, they don't need to. You can put you can put wages up. These companies have yeah, the ability a, to pay higher when, wages. When you go to somewhere like London and everyone earns more, everything is more expensive. Yes, but if you lower the if you lower the uh, higher incomes, you can use the money to distribute out and lower the taxes on things so that the price rises aren't that severe, which is, as you said, so, I mean, what lower tax the taxes rate make things suggest for, um, I mean, what, what tax rates are you suggesting? Well, if I, in the perfect world, I would introduce what the um, IPBR, which is a think tank, have suggested. And you could completely abolish the kind of stepped um, income taxes that we have currently with a smoother progression, progressive, like um, 
the tax rate increases by every pound you earn, as I said, of going over certain thresholds. And through that, it would vary from, you'd still have a tax allowance of about 15K. And then by every pound you go over, your tax rate yeah. on that extra pound will be, uh, this is getting into a bit wonky, pop, like tax talk, um, but it's basically a smoother curve. So your tax rate will increase more gradually as you earn money. So it would increase to a tax rate of about 50% and how, on how incomes the, over 150,000. Even if they earned a bit more, they would still be struggling. So, I mean, how much do you see these policies increasing wages? Is it, is it going to be enough or? If, if they introduced um, but how pay much gaps, would their wages go up? it would do a, a lot to help because... Uh, well, that depends on the way that it is in, it's implemented. I mean, you, we could increase wages twofold. I, it it is part of a... They sort of um, lurk in taxes. Yes, you're right. Well, again, but again, again how are we going to pay for things? Wasted. But, I mean, yes, but there's not enough wasted to cover the entire the NHS, social welfare I mean, um, or the whole NHS budget. Fourteen levels of management. I heard uh, from someone in a Facebook comment. So take that as reliable as, as uh, take that with a pinch of salt. He said his wife had worked in the NHS and there was fourteen levels of management above her. Yeah. and that's the same in the police. So we're spending a lot of money on bureaucracy. There's um, car park sustainability officers in NHS hospitals. I think thirty grand a year that salary is. So. Mm, but do you not also see how the issue with private sector extortionate pay is maybe um, dragging people yeah. away from the public sector? So maybe the public sector doesn't have unlimited money. So maybe we need to try and make a fairer income system by and limiting the amount pay, of private companies in terms can of pay? charge. How much they can charge. Yeah, yeah. And so the pay is in so how they the wages, so now, the wage levels. Private companies are paying workers because you're right uh, the public sector pay has stagnated so why should we get involved with them they're doing the right thing apparently no i'm saying that we need to increase I don't think you need to wages that. across I think the board that comes with economic development but no but it doesn't if you look at the data low income wages have fallen over the past three years in real terms, that's accounting for inflation. And if you look at the over COVID with the 20% cut to pay on furlough and the, the fact that people who are working like shift jobs, their, their shifts have fallen through the floor. But again, that, 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 I mean, especially in hospitality and things. It's kind of a, a strange situation we're in at the moment. Um, whatever you think about lockdown, I mean, uh, there's not much else we can do really in terms of that, in terms of paying people. Well, you could pay people their full wage. I would like to step in now. Uh, it's been a very interesting debate with many, many points raised. I'd just like to ask um, Brian one question before we end, because he mentioned something that neither of you actually touched upon. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, Brian actually mentioned in his uh, response this idea of a sort of a Charles I style one off national tax. I, was just, I wanted to ask him his thoughts on this before. Um, we, uh, yeah, wrap so it up. it's. Given the pandemic, I mean, wealth tax have been tried a lot uh, in uh, European countries before, and it's been considered in the UK before by now. Now, I think after the pandemic and the huge deficit that we need to pay off somehow, uh, well, in December, a group of economists came out and recommended it because it's 
a, a very small, oh, like a one. They said that a one percent tax on all wealth above a threshold of one million could raise two hundred sixty billion in revenue, which is just a huge amount of money, and it would have a, a far less distortionary effect than a, say, a rise in income tax or a commodity tax like VAT would have, and also it would, of course, reduce inequality. So it's just win-win, really. I would say if, if it's if it is a one-off sort of thing, that's a lot better than this sort of um, progressive sort of increasing of taxes, especially amongst conservative parties. The Scottish Conservatives and the mainstream Conservatives are all talking about tax increases. That doesn't sound conservative to me. Um, so I think a one-off sort of tax to get over the coronavirus pandemic, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Yeah, and Daniel. No, I don't. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world, but it won't solve the systematic issue of the fact that the high earners still earn far, far too much compared to what they pay. The point, bring their people workers. up rather than, than bring people down in terms of the wage gap, the wealth gap. And on that point, I would like to thank all three of you for attending. Once again, we've had Daniel Jones for the Liberals, we've had Oliver Pike for the Conservatives, and Brian Brin for Labour. Thank you very much for listening, and this has been the POI podcast.